they're both free. They're not going to cost you anything. <laughs> yes. And I, and I just think if, if we think about that, it's, it's better just to try it. So even if you're uh-huh. skeptical, just try it. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I'm the host of the show. So today, I'm delighted to welcome Laura Cole onto today's <clears throat> excuse me, episode of Find Your Voice. We've just had a brief, brief conversation today about where we're going to navigate this, and I think it's going to be a great treat for anyone listening to this. So normally, we have some morbid stories, and sometimes there are some tear-dropping episodes that we have on this show, but today, we're going to just try and be a little bit more optimistic in terms of looking at how we can work on finding our own vision, how we can use gratitude throughout our lives. And that's going to be really interesting because I think in a time now, especially when we're all going through uncertainty, it's going to help us massively. So Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. How are we doing? I am doing great and I'm very honored to be on your podcast today. You're very welcome. I'm honored to have you on the show and I'm excited because I use this podcast almost a little bit like a selfish pursuit in terms of learning from other people as much as possible. I'm a firm believer that we can learn from every single person that we come across. So today, now, for the next however long I've got you on this show, I'm going to be really trying to dive into your brain to really take as much away. So if you see me looking down, that's just me always taking notes. I end up writing a book after every episode. So I'm really looking forward to it. So as I said before we started this show, before we dive into what you're an expert at, I want to understand you as a person. I want to know why you do what you do. What brings you to where you are today? So if you wouldn't mind in as much detail or as little as you feel comfortable with, could you please explain to the listeners about yourself? Okay. Well, I currently, I'll I'll take you from where I am to way back. So I have my doctorate in spiritual studies, but that path actually started when I was in junior high, 12, 13 years old, because I grew up in a real small town in Texas. And the only religion I was exposed to was Christianity. And so I was told over and over and over, you can only get through heaven through the Lord Jesus Christ, your savior. But it just, that didn't resonate with me. Now I love Jesus. If everybody acted like Jesus, everybody would be loved and accepted and this world would be a peaceful place. So Jesus is absolutely a master spiritual teacher, but I just didn't feel it was right that you had to believe in this. If you, if you didn't believe in this one specific person, then you can't, you know, experience amazing things. Well, then I graduated and I got to go to grad school at Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C., And there I was exposed to uh, someone that was Muslim and Jewish and Hindu. And I realized these are all amazing people. They're not, how could they be going to hell? Like I was (laughs) taught when they're just, they're incredible and they're giving. And um, I was actually a social work major there because I was going to become a counselor for the deaf. Uh, Gallaudet University is the only four year liberal arts university in the world. Everything's taught in sign language. It's for the deaf. They accept about a hundred hearing people a year. So I got my degree. I started being a counselor for the deaf and I, it was, oh, it was a very unethical agency that just didn't match with my values. And so I cried and cried and cried, but decided uh, I can't 
be with somebody that's not in alignment with who I am. So there was a sign language interpreting position available at a junior high. And because I was then proficient in sign language, I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and become an interpreter. And I did. And I, I still interpret, and I will to the day I die because I love it. But I've been doing that for over 20 years. Now, um, you know, I got my master's at Gallaudet, and I always knew someday I would get my doctorate. I knew it. But it had to be something that I absolutely loved because when you write your doctoral thesis, it's a lot of time, a lot of hours, and <laughs> yeah. you better love the subject or you're going to get burnt out. So during uh, about 10 years ago, I started uh, – I happened upon some YouTube videos by Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and these, and I started hearing what I was thinking, that it doesn't have to be just Jesus Christ. There's – oh, and, and Al-Anon. I was blessed to be a part of the 12-step Al-Anon program, which is for friends and family of alcoholics. And that's where I was exposed to the higher power concept where it you could – whether you call it God, universe, infinite intelligence, collective conscious, it's all the same thing. It's this amazing energy that it all works together for our good regardless of the label of the name that you put on it. Well, that's what Wayne Dyer and all these other teachers taught. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This, you know, I just – I crave for this since, since I was a kid because I've always been very spiritual. And um, I actually had a sister that passed away before I was born, and I knew she was my guardian angel. I knew it. And a total side note, when I was 18, I died in a car wreck. And I, she came to me and just said, it's not your time. It's not your time. And so at that point, I knew I was meant for more. I knew there was something else on the other side. And so the universe has just given me all these little hints and led me to this. And then that's where I found Emerson Theological Institute, where I got my doctorate in spiritual studies. Yet again, here I am on this path, and I go to a conference, uh, Mary Morrissey. She, she does the same, um, I guess, denomination, theological approach that I have. It's called New Thought, and I went to one of her conferences, and that's because I, I got to a point, and I put it out there, okay, universe. I hadn't got my degree yet, but I knew I was ready to teach. I still had that doctoral thesis that I was just – putting off and avoiding and, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know. It's, it's scary to me. It was scary to write it and get it approved. And there's so much involved. So I'd done all my schoolwork and I was ready to start teaching. And so I, it's about intent. What would you love? First, you get clear with your vision. What would I love to do? Well, I told the universe, I am ready to start teaching these principles. So I go to this conference and they have a coaching program. And I was like, mm, maybe, okay. And I went and listened, and it was what was great about it was they ha had taught me structure, classes, and business, and all this. But because I had the knowledge of, I'd been trained as a counselor, so that was fantastic. That so that coming back into my life, and then I had all the spiritual studies inside my belt. I was ready to start teaching, and that's when I became a certified spiritual coach, and and then 
since then, I, the, the way I actually bring clients is I present because it's a little woo-woo what I do that's out there. I talk about energy and follow your intuition and, you know, and connect to the, you co-create with God is one of the <laughs> terms yeah. that I use. And it's, it's different. It's out mm. there. It's becoming more mainstream, but I want people to hear what I have to say. And if it resonates with them, that's when I know I'm supposed to work with them. You're not supposed to be with everybody in your life. There's a certain connections to get you down your path. And so, um, I started speaking and doing small workshops, and then I realized, you know what? I want to become a professional speaker. I'll, I'll always do sign language, and I will always coach because coaching is so close to counseling, and I love them. But I, I thought, I want to be on stage, which is amazing because actually my first major in undergrad was theater. And so I feel like here I am bringing it all together, theater, social work, counseling, sign language, which is basically being on stage every day because you have to become the person you're interpreting for. And I get to teach these principles that have just been in my bones since I was a kid and that I knew, but I didn't know how to express them. And I've always understood the power of the mind, and I've always understood that there's a higher power out there that we can work with to create and make anything possible. But now I'm a vessel of to be able to give that back to the world so they can understand the power that they have with their words and their mind and what they can do with that. Wow, that's fascinating. So there's a lot of that I resonate with. So I'm not a spiritual coach, but I've always been fascinated by the spiritual side, but I'm not a religious person. So I was born into a Sikh family and religion was kind of the norm. We were always taken to the Godwara. We were always taught that this is the only religion. And similar to yourself, I woke up one day and I thought, surely God, if there is a God, for example, will accept anyone regardless of their actual religion. Because I was like, surely not everyone can grow a turban or grow their, grow their beard out in order to get to see God. There's other great people similar to your own experience there. And I suppose that's what kind of moved me towards the spirituality side because I can't explain it, but I do feel like there is something out there. There is something with the universe that when you truly believe in it, you can attract stuff. And I suppose this is one of the things I've had quite a few conversations is people get the secret misconstrued in my opinion, because they just simply think, wishfully thinking about something it's going to land on your laps and one of the things when we had our first communication via email you said a few points and you mentioned help from the universe following your intuition but then the, the most important point was taking action and this is something that i definitely want to talk on so just running backwards then you said something that i think you might think is simple but i know listeners of this show don't necessarily do or at least spend time working on his values could you help the listeners understand how you can find your values or how you can identify with your values because I'm 100% with you. I've had to give up high paying jobs because they weren't aligned to my values. That, and I, I was a social worker as well. So I went into a social work field as well. So I'd be really interested to have your explanation on first finding values and then we'll move on if we may. Okay. Well, it's, it's finding the truth of who you are. And we all know really internally, it's already there, what our values are, but because we're enculturated to believe a certain way, you, you have to make money, you have to have these uh, materialistic items, you have to be a member of this church, you have to, you have to, you have to. Well, this is what we get from social media, our families, our school system, and, and, and I call them paradigms because it's those belief systems that we've created in our minds because if you hear anything enough, 
you're going to believe it. And so since we've heard it over and over and over and over, then that's what we got to follow. But if you step back and decide to think with your own mind instead of following what everything outside of you is doing and going internal about what do I love? Who is the truth of who I am? And and you'll, your body tells you so much because we, we get stuck in our mind with these belief systems and, and oh, it has to be this because this is what I was told. And, and even it becomes subconscious because it's told to us so much that we do things and we don't even know why we do them. And this happens a lot in religious settings. Like I'll ask, I love to learn about all sorts of religions. And I'll ask, well, why do you do this? And they, because that's what they tell me to do. And they really don't understand the the background or what purpose it's served that they just, just wrote. They just go because that's what they're told. But you can get to a place where you can really listen to your body and how it feels. And this is where you get to tap into your intuition. Because when people say, I have a gut feeling, that is their body telling them which way to go. Often you only follow it when it's for your detriment. You're in a dark alley. You get a bad feeling in your stomach. I'm not supposed to be here. You get out. But also our bodies can tell us when uh, it's a good thing or it's the right thing. And, for example, when I talked about this agency that I worked for that was incredibly unethical, my body told me. My stomach bothered me. Sometimes people's neck hurts. They get headaches. People get heart attacks. There's more heart attacks on Monday morning than any other day of the week because people are about to go to a job that they can't stand. So getting out of your head and what's happening with my body? Do I feel peaceful? Do I feel relaxed? Or am I tense all the time? And when you recognize that tension wherever it might be in your body, then it's time to sit back, really think about, okay, this body ain't happy then probably up here ain't happy. So where can I go to be in a more peaceful, calm state? Because that's the ultimate, to be able to live a life that you absolutely love and feel at peace with it. And what we are indoctrinated with is it has to be lots of money and lots of things. And if that truly is what it is for you, fantastic. And then you talk to the universe about that and get you down that road. But if it's not, if it's more important to build water wells in Africa, fantastic. If it's more important to be a mom, which to me is one of the reasons I'm on this earth. My kids are amazing and I, and I love that, but everybody has a different path. And so it's getting to that peace, that place of peace and calm, not only in your mind, but in your body as well to be able to live that life you love. And you know, you're in alignment with your values when you feel calm and that it's right. But when you're tense, you just, you're not. Absolutely. I love that. So you answered that perfectly because that leads me on to my next question. But just before I move on to the next question, as you're explaining that in terms of finding who you are and the things that you want to do and the things that really make you ignited inside, this is what I call find your voice. So finding your voice is finding who you are. And being an Asian person growing up, the stereotypes are true. We're, we're told that education is everything and that money is the root of all evil. And if you have too much of this and we were given all these beliefs that were never our own beliefs. But I questioned those beliefs sometimes to my parents and to my um, aunts and uncles and they don't know the answer. It was just, again, a belief that they just inherited. So I'm almost trying to break that mold myself in terms of finding my own voice, but then encouraging other people to do it as well. So if you are that person who wants all the money in the world and that's going to motivate you, fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. Whereas if you're that person who wants to live within your means and then you want to maybe do more philanthropy stuff absolutely fine but it's about finding who you are not conforming to the external stuff so 
I love that because I think when you can truly be truthful to yourself, that's when you're going to find gifts like this podcast. I never thought in a million years I'd ever be doing a podcast ever. And let alone speaking to someone from across the world and having the confidence to even be on screen. Whereas that used to literally cripple me with anxiety and just fear. And I think when I found that actually there's a purpose to me in terms of the messages that we're able to get out there in the world, it then became fun. I now enjoy it. I love conversations with people like yourself. So I want to ask you now then, somebody sat down now, they've sat with themselves maybe for a few weeks or months because it could take a bit of a process, a bit of, bit of time. What's the next step then in terms of action? Because I think action is so, so important in terms of moving forward. Is this something that you work with them in terms of navigating them through that? Because it's one thing knowing that Monday, mo Sunday night, sorry, I'm stressed about Monday morning and I don't want to go to work and every, everyone's stressed. But then I just find a lot of people just carry on with it until you know, they're 65, 70, retire, and then sadly pass away. So is there anything you can maybe recommend? Is there any tips or tricks that maybe somebody who's feeling unfulfilled, who's now working on maybe trying to understand their gut, their intuition to move mm -hmm. forward and find their voice? Yes, absolutely. So actually, the first thing that I recommend when people are just lost, they're just they're in the That's grind, it. they're working to be there. It's not really what they would do. First, I have them write down 20 things that make them the happiest, whether it's from eating pizza to walking dogs to talking to their best friend to drink, whatever, anything, traveling. And so it gets them in a more peaceful state of mind because like, okay, I can be happy. Right. And then you put it out to the unit and then you narrow it down to maybe the top three and say, oh, this is it. This is what I love. And then you still don't know what to do with it because we don't have to know how to get there. We just have to know what. And so you start deciding, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example of, of one of my clients. She loved dogs. <laughs> loved dogs. She was a teacher. She hated it. She'd been doing it for 15 years to, to as a single mom to raise her kids but she was done she was miserable and so she thought she dogs so you put it out there to the universe what can i do to have a profession with dogs and you just focus your awareness on it you got to get away from there's no way this will work because she went there well, i could make money off of dogs because the only way <laughs> you can do it is through a rescue shelter well there's so there's the dog whisperer there's so many things and so she put it out there to the universe i would love to work with dogs point me in that direction and she went to the doctor's office and there was that magazine talking about the dog whisperer and then she got a newspaper which she never read but just one day she just thought I'm gonna read the newspaper and it was about a guy that was about an hour and a half away that was in corporate and he hated his job and so he started volunteering grooming dogs so they could get um adopted out of a rescue shelter well that turned into a huge business and now he has all these stores and he's not at his corporate job that he hates he's doing something he loves but he's still bringing in the money and so it you just do what you can okay the first thing you do i love this you put it out into the universe but you have to stay aware of the answers that because all right i say prayer is talking to god Meditation is listening to God, and intuition is God talking to you. So when you get those magazines that talk about the dog whisperer, realize that's how the universe is communicating with you and listen. And when you get those intuitive pulls, that's when you take action. For example, there was a woman that wanted a job. She'd been laid off, and she was in between and all stressed and worried, but she put it out there. What can I do to get you know, employment in this area. Well, something that kept coming up first was to go to a potluck. 
that makes no sense. I want a job. I'm going to Paula. No, no sense. But it kept coming up, and I, it, I don't remember if it was an email or a phone call or, or she saw it. I don't, don't remember. But the fact that this Paula kept coming up, she's like, fine. That's an intuitive pull. That has nothing to do with getting a job. So she shows up at this potluck, sits next to this man, and of course you start talking. What do you do? Oh, I do this, but I'm looking for a job. And he, you know, tell me more. Well, that's exact position that he had available. He's like, why don't you come in next week and we'll talk about getting you a job, which she did. So we get these intuitive pulls, but we don't trust them, and it it happens all the all the time like i'm in houston texas huge fourth largest city in the united states and there's three loops it's so big so i'm driving in i follow my map app everywhere i go and it says you know take 610 takes take 610 it's one of the loops and um but i got this intuitive pull don't do it don't do it just something my body said don't go and i'm like uh-uh my conscious mind <laughs> i know to follow this app map app so i'm going so i went right past the exit that i intuitively felt to take and i went to 610 and almost immediately huge traffic jam after I got into it and I was late for my meeting. But so the intuitive pulls can be about going to a potluck for a job. The intuitive pull can pull can be to take a different exit because, because that higher power that's out there is always leading you in a, in a great direction. We just don't trust it. But when you start trusting that intuition, you're able to get to that path from A to B quicker. And so where the action comes in is when you get these funky, weird, whatever comes back to you, potluck things, is that you take action because we are given answers every day, but we do not trust ourselves. And that's the key. That's going back to not so much trusting in the outside world, but going into the power and the truth of who we are, our soul person deep within and trusting ourselves to get us down the path of where we'd love to be. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So that's a very, very tangible thing that people can start doing in terms of the 20 things straight away. Um, you broke some things down there, which I'm going to actually put in the show notes, not just for my own sort of learning, but I just love the way you, you've explained a lot of that in terms of the talking, the listening, the intuition and the intuitive pause as well. And one thing I've realized, so I've actually done this twice in my life. So this is my own personal experiences. When I was 20, I was introduced to Ant uh, Tony Robbins and I had the whole collection of CDs. And the reason I had that is because my uncle, who was an engineer, he moved to Canada and he had read that and then all of a sudden he became a real estate mogul in terms of he had motels, hotels, uh, co coffee shops, petrol stations. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. And he goes, he literally read that, went there and took action. So long story short is at the age of 20, I set myself two goals by the age of 25. I come from a very humble beginning. So money was never, we never really had any sort of money. And the goal was to get myself a Volkswagen Golf at this point. It was like my dream car. And I wanted a house as well. And when I was 25, I actually got the brand new Sirocco, which had just come out that year. And I brought myself my first single let, buy to let property. And I never realized that I'd actually hit what I was planning to do in the five-year goal until I, I found like my notes like a few years later. And I was like, oh my God, that came true. Then my second example was me and my wife, when we first got married, I had a very well-paying job, but similar to yourself, it didn't resonate with me. There was something about, yes, I was getting a lot of money and I could kind of make my life easier, but I was like, I feel like I should be doing more. 
maybe not earning more money, but I feel like I have a higher purpose, which is why I then went into social work and I try I tried to change the world that way. And then even that, I felt so constrained with the bureaucracy that I couldn't make the impact I wanted to make. So anyway, we sat down and we, we had this plan. And this plan was, like if, if I look back at the person I was then, it seemed outlandish, it seemed crazy. Fast forward to today, my wife works one day a week now as opposed to a full-time shift. I've been self-employed for four and a half years. And now, from even a financial standpoint, next year, all our dreams have come true. But we had to believe in it and I had to start following my intuition. And when you were saying intuitive pulls, what was happening with me was, People just started talking about real estate property and my, my cousin would say, or I would see an advert and I was just, I was just intrigued. And then I just took the plunge. So one of the things I do do is when I get an idea, I think, yeah, let's just try it because I never want to have regrets. I took that and I'm now five years full time into it where I'm financially free and it's allowed me to do all this stuff. So I strongly urge anyone who's maybe listening to this, especially if you've never been through it, you may be thinking, ah, oh, this is, this is all nonsense or all kind of over your head. It, it works. But what is really important is I worked as well. So it's brilliant that you said that you obviously articulated it a lot better than myself, but it works. And I feel like it's almost like a muscle. The more you use it, the, the better it becomes. So you mentioned asking the universe for something. I find that when we ask the universe truly for something, our minds become creative and we have like a creative muscle that almost the more you think of ideas, the more ideas come to you. And then you also, I think it's, is it the reticular activation system? That's what I was about to say. It's Fantastic. called the reticular activation system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, may, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that. If okay. It, it's actually located in the base of your brain in the back. And what it, because we are just inundated with so much stimulus, you know, millions of things, 60,000 thoughts every day. And so because your brain is very efficient, it has to decide what am I going to focus on? Because there's so much around us. And so if we go into what would I love, awareness, what would I love to bring into my life, then the brain kicks in, your reticular activation system, and it looks for those things. Um, a, a simple, to show the power you have, um, you can do something simple like you could be driving home and you've driven down this highway every day for two years and you're, you say, oh, I am so hungry. I would like something to eat. Well, your activation system kicks in and all of a sudden you start noticing all these restaurants you never saw before. Or, ooh, I really want that new BMW, but I want it in gold or whatever. And all of a sudden you'll start seeing these gold BMWs that, that you thought were never there, but they are always there, even parked at somebody's house because they own it, but you never saw it. And so that's where the imagination and the ideas come in because when you're focusing on I would love to have a ski loft whatever that is you could be listening to a song but because your mind is focused on that particular thing there could be a lyric in that song that just pops open those ideas about how to get to Vail, Colorado to you know and 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 I, I do want to say I love what you said that you didn't know exactly how to get there but you followed each lead because sometimes it takes several steps to get there it just doesn't open up and somebody email us and say hey I got a ski loft in Vail, Colorado. Come on and buy it. No, you hear a song, you make a phone call, it takes you to a different place. And so you just have to keep, and that's where you take action at each step of the way because, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And so it's just each action step that you can take. But yes, that is why when we decide to focus on something and we want an answer, the answers are already there. That's what's crazy. They're 
already there, but we're so caught up in the problem that we can't open our eyes to see the answer that's right in front of us. So can I give you an example of that? Okay. So with my, <laughs> so when I was introduced to this coaching program, I'd been making about $48,000 uh, as an interpreter for years because I take the summers off and all the holidays so I can be with my kids. So I only work about <laughs> eight it. months out of the year. And, hey, it worked. It was not a problem. But this coaching program was thirty grand, and I had to pay it off in one year. Does that sound feasible? Absolutely not. And people would say, oh, my gosh, you're crazy. But I just went into that, okay, faith and trust, faith and trust. I, this, is, this is what I'm going to be teaching. This is what I'll be preaching. I better do it. And so even though I felt sick to my stomach, I signed on the dotted line. And it wasn't that don't do it. I knew it was right. It was just that I'm scared of stepping into something new. Well, the bills started rolling in, and I was like, universe, come on, where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? But instead of going to letting it come to me and being open, it was be grabbing on. It's got to be here. I've got to get more clients. i got to, you know, because you, you've got to do overtime. That's the only way to bring money in, which honestly working is not usually the best way working more to bring in money. But – and the answer already come to me several times because my sister – started investing with this guy and tell me about it. I was like, yeah, 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 great. I need money. That's your money. Good for you. La la la. And then finally, after the third time we had a conversation and this is over a matter of months, third time, it finally clicked. Wait a minute. When my dad passed away, there was some sort of retirement thing that he got me that I just assumed assumed that it had to be when I retired at 65, but I was, but I got that to the pool. I was like, Hmm, I'm going to go ahead and make this call. Well, the kind that it was, it wasn't like a 401k that you had to wait. It was just this one that was sitting there. You could pull it out at any time without penalties. And it exactly covered the cost of the coaching program. So the money was all right, always there. I didn't realize it. The universe told me several times, Hey, make this phone call, but I was too up in my head to listen. And finally, when I did, I was like, oh, and the money was there. And that's how it happens. That's how it happens. <clears throat> but I don't tell people actually to ask specifically for money. Yes, I did get it in that case. But for example, I had a client that had always wanted to go to Ireland. Oh, she just wanted it, but thought there's no way it's too expensive. And I said, put it out there. Just keep putting out there. And then you, how you take action, you can start looking up plane tickets. You don't have to buy them. Start making your itinerary, the cities you want to go. And getting on that same energetic vibration of where you would love to be. So if you were a person that was going to Ireland, what would you do? Well, you'd maybe have to buy a it rains all the time. Maybe you would need to get a poncho or what airport would you like to fly into? Where, where would you love to visit? Well, within a matter of months, she had actually won that trip to Ireland. And so she went for free, free hotel, free plane, free. Everything was included except for the gifts that she brought home back to her family. So, you know, most people would say, oh, it's going to cost me $4,000 to do this trip of my dreams or whatever number it is. But I, 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 I don't tell people, tell the universe $4,000 because it could be like my dad. My dad had to die in order for me to get money. I don't want people to have to die. 
to get for them to get money. So you put out there what you would love. Is it Disneyland or Ireland or the new car or any get specific and then start looking into that and getting that vibration and going into gratitude. Hey, universe, I'm so excited. This is on its way to me. And then watch everything unfold in front of you and keep taking action on those intuitive pulls. I love it. I love it. As, as you're saying this, it, it, it keeps giving me examples in my own life where this has worked. So hopefully the listeners now you're hearing two stories because there was another time. So me and my wife were very fortunate to have traveled over 40 countries since we've been married. And um, we always wanted to go to say South Asia. And I remember at that, at this particular point, one of my projects wasn't going well in, in property and I had to sell my house and we actually moved in with the in-laws. So it was a bit of a, you know, pride, pride kick, kick, kick in the teeth basically. And I remember at this point we were just, we had all the itinerary done, everything that you were saying, we had everything planned. We were going to stay here for a week and a half here but we didn't have the money without putting ourselves under more pressure. Long story short is this was obviously planned for about 12 months. Everything we do is calculated and planned to a T. And I had a refinance come through on one of my, my older properties, like a single let. And it was 6,700 after all fees and everything come into our account. Now the holiday itself cost just over 6,000. So there was like a surplus of about five or 600 pounds and the money dropped literally. And as soon as it dropped, we just booked it. I'm hoping people aren't listening to this and just hopefully wishing, but opportunities are there if you're willing to look for them mm -hmm. and and i like you said it's it's like developing a muscle so mm. you start with something small because to, to go out there to faith and trust on this 30 grand is going to come <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that's huge that's even just out of the room but i've been studying this for a long time when i stepped into that but starting with something minuscule and small and then it but you go into faith and trust that it's going to happen you can do little exercises like um Constantly think about a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time and that y'all that you'll be communicating. You can either visualize on the phone or remember what it felt like to be with them, just how your heart would. It's about energy, energy. How would my heart feel if I got to talk to Rosemary, who I haven't talked to in 10 years because of grad school? And then, bam, the door opens up. And I say that because that's something that happened to me, but you just the power of your mind, putting it out there and not trying to grab on about how it's going to happen, but stepping back and faith and trust and say, I know it's coming. And like you said, it might not fall into your lap, but something's going to get you there. So just have faith, have trust and just, and, and how would you feel if you had that? How would you feel if your friend called or how would you feel if you were walking down those cobblestone streets, get yourself in that energetic vibration, and then you can get up to the level of where that is. Absolutely. And um, I'm, I might be incorrect here, but at least for myself, I feel that if you, somebody is constantly trying to grab on and almost forcing the situation or the event that they're, they're trying to manifest, what, what actually happens is you're, you're coming from an emotional, almost distressed state. And I feel that when, when we're emotional as human beings, we're not thinking logically. We're not in tune with the opportunities that may literally be right in front of our faces. So it is about trusting the process and sitting back, which I think is incredible. And you mentioned it earlier, and obviously I, I said it in my example, it's not always about knowing how, it's just about knowing what. So definitely um, a message for everyone there. Now, if I may then, Laura, I just want to kind of move on to something else about gratitude, because you spoke about this at the beginning of the show prior to us pressing record. And the importance of how that is that plays into your life and how you use gratitude to get you maybe the things that you want or just persevere through life. 
Well, gratitude is on the same energetic vibration as abundance. So the more we go into gratitude, the more abundance that flows into our lives. And like I said, what we focus on will come into our lives. So um, I'll talk about first financially and then I'll, and then I'll end it with um, emotionally how it can help. So I just actually published an ebook on my website. It's about four simple secrets to increasing uh, financial abundance. And one of, one of the things that you do is you make a list of everything that comes into your life because you want to be grateful for it. And that's if you find a quarter on the street, you write it down and you say thank you. You get 25% off a couch you've been wanting to buy. You write that down and say thank you. Along with your income or a friend buys you lunch for free or somebody watches your kids so you can go out on a hot date. Whatever that is, <laughs> yeah. you write all that down and you go into gratitude because we don't realize how much we are given every day. But once you start to recognize it and be thankful for it, then it grows and it expands. And so you financially, you can go into gratitude by walking around your house and blessing everything in it. Thank you for the roof to provide me shelter. Thank you for the wooden floors. So because people in third world countries walk on dirt floors. Thank you for the books to educate me. Thank you for the pictures that give me something beautiful to look at. In, in, in America, it's endless. Thank you for the running hot water in my home. We, we are so blessed here. And we often go into there's not enough. But if you really focus on what people have in third world countries that don't have food, that don't have water, that don't have the basic necessities, then you can go into gratitude to what you do have. And once that happens, the abundance will start flowing. But it's focusing on, you know, being grateful for things as opposed to going into your head and saying, trying to control the outcome. Instead, you go out to gratitude. Um if you're wanting a new car, this is what one of my clients did. She has a big family. She really always wanted an SUV because she couldn't fit all of her kids into one car. But she had this old clunker and she hated it. I said, let's go into gratitude instead of being in opposition and angry and upset. So she put a sticky note to help her. And every time she got in, I'm thankful and grateful for this vehicle that provides transportation for my kids. And she, and even though it barely ran, she would put her hands on it and just say, thank you for getting us safe to our next destination. At the same time, visualizing what she would love, this SUV. And a little bit, she thought, there's no way this is going to happen. We could never afford this, right? And I told her to stop it. Any, that's my tagline. Anything's possible. And I'm telling you, anything is possible and so she kept loving her beater car that was getting her family but one day she had the intuitive pull to go to this car lot I don't know she was with her husband and just like oh, let's just go and see she ended up getting this car for the price that she wanted that she thought would never happen something about the dealer need to make another deal and he was getting a bonus I, I don't remember but it all fell into place but it's because she had gratitude for what she had to raise her vibration and then she also followed her intuition to get what she would love and she got it and she sent me a picture it's super cute of all her kids in the back seats the first time they've ever been in one vehicle together so financially that's how gratitude increases what you can bring into your life materially now gratitude before I learned this I learned it as a lifesaver in, in Al-Anon the um program, you know, 12 step program, because they teach you to get out of your head when you're crazy and to go into gratitude because 
we're only supposed to be able to focus on one thing at a time. So when I was actually going through the my divorce with my former husband and I was crazy and you have these stupid fights in your head and the people aren't even there and you're just having these conversations and this what if and how dare you do this to me and they're not even there. You're just crazy. You're in your car talking to yourself. And But I, I don't want to live in that place. I want to live in a peaceful place. So I would stop and start being grateful because I'm in Houston and I love green. Thank you for the beautiful grass year-round. Thank you for these trees. Thank you for this road without potholes so I can go 60 miles per hour. Thank you for the car I'm in. Thank you for the ability to breathe. I mean, you can go through body parts all day long that are working because I had a friend that her son had cystic fibrosis. He could barely even breathe. It was a struggle to take one breath. And so if you step back out of yourself, thank yourself for your teeth to be able to chew. Because if anybody's had a tooth problem, not a good experience. There's so many things to be grateful for. But when I took myself out of my head arguing with this person that was not even in my presence and going into gratitude, then you are much more relaxed. You're able to be a better parent. You're able to do better at your job and you just feel better physically and emotionally. So gratitude helps a lot with your mind and it can also help you manifest as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, firstly, I, let's start with gratitude. I'm grateful for this conversation and I'm grateful for your words of wisdom there because you're reiterating a lot of things and there's sometimes I feel like and I'm going off on a tangent here ever so slightly is some of the great stuff in my life i.e. the good stuff that you know you should be doing because when you do it you get good results sometimes you forget that i.e. exercising we'll do it for a period of time and then we'll kind of sideline it until we start feeling aches and pains in our joints and the gratitude thing I really was doing it for like three or four years consistently every single day and I feel like in the last few months I've kind of fallen off it so you're almost reminding me to jump back and be grateful for the things again these these conversations the the setup that i have here this microphone things that cost money and I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to have that and then have this conversation with yourself and then secondly i think anyone listening now hopefully there's two things that you realize there in terms of gratitude and manifestation in terms of asking the universe for something they're both free they're not going to cost you anything <laughs> yes and, and i just think if, if we think about that it's it's better just to try it so even if you're uh -huh. skeptical, just try it. Just try it every single uh -huh. day. Try and be uh -huh. grateful for simple things. Try and think of something different that you're grateful for, like the hot water or maybe a cup of tea, for example, or a cup of coffee. Change it up every day. And naturally, I just feel you just become a happier person because then the little things don't matter. Similar to myself, I was always a stress head. And I think suffering with anxiety, it, it just kind of comes with, with the parcel. And now whenever something bad happens, I instantly try and think, okay, what's the universe or what's the world trying to teach me right now? What, what strength am I going to gain? What experience what i learned from this for example my car for some reason one of our last cars would always get a flat tire no matter where you drive it you can drive it on grass and for some reason a nail would find its way into the tires and the tires weren't cheap and it got to the point where i was on this journey of really trying to become a bit more self-aware in the meditation style and mindfulness that i was then just grateful that i had a car and the ability to instantly take it to a garage garage and then get it get it sorted for whatever mm -hmm. the cost was and i was like mm -hmm. that's gratitude and that instantly rather than being stressed for that whole duration and that whole day and just angry at the nails that people put in the road I was, I was actually okay with it so it's definitely a great habit and I just think you've reminded me of that so I'm extremely grateful for that so thank you absolutely you're welcome and now what we're going to do then Laura I'm going to take you through the fun part of the show if I may now this is just random questions to just to kind of get to know you a little bit more in terms of what you'd like and maybe what you don't like 
So the rules are simple. 60 to 90 seconds of whatever I ask you. One word or one sentence answers only. Okay, we're gonna get started in three, two, one. Okay, what is your favorite hobby? Oh, interpreting sign language. Your biggest strength? My biggest strength, positivity, which ties into gratitude. Um, it just, it, it turns my world around and to be able to find positivity in the amount, oh, one sentence, adverse situations. It's okay. Fantastic. <laughs> That's the key. Once you can be grateful yeah. for those lessons you're learning, even though it's tough, it takes you to a whole new world. So yeah, definitely. I love it. Yeah. As you can see, as you started talking more than one sentence, I was just fascinated by your response. <laughs> I'm just listening and forgetting the rules myself. Right. Let's stick to the rules. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Your number one piece of advice to the youth today? Trust yourself. Your favorite place in the world? Hawaii. Your favorite song? Probably I Am Light by Ariana Grande. Would you rather know how you will die or when you will die? When. Your favorite superhero? Superhero. My grandma. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Your favorite food? Something that's cooked for me. <laughs> But I don't have to cook, definitely. I love that. Yes. I love it. Summer or winter? Summer. Okay, would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? Uh, speak to animals. Your biggest mistake last year? Actually, let's say this year. There's nothing that's a mistake. It's only a learning experience. <laughs> oh, I got in my head for a couple of days about COVID and freaking out, okay. and I was able to let that go, but it was a couple of days, so that was nice. Your proudest achievement. <laughs> and you can't say children. I was going to say being a mom. <laughs> I I, I'm really proud of myself for getting my doctorate in spiritual studies because I worked really hard for that. Absolutely. Well deserved. Your favorite motivational speaker? Oh, God. I love Jack Canfield. I really do. If you had an extra hour a day, how would you spend it? Reading, I think. The best lesson anyone has ever taught you. My grandma said 98% of the things you ever worried about never even happened. So stop worrying. And finally, if you could relive one day again, what day would that be? Oh, hiking in Hawaii through the beautiful forest and with the flowers and the trees. I love it. I've actually got Hawaii on my bucket list. So hopefully one day we'll get to see that as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Excellent. Okay, so that, that is the end of the fun part of the show. So just two more questions, if I may, uh -huh. Laura. The next question is about reflection. So I'm a firm, firm believer that hindsight is a wonderful thing. And upon reflection, we can always think of ways to get to where we are easier, quicker, or with less heartache. But at the same time, I believe the journey teaches us so, so much as well and really makes us who we are today. So what I want to know is, with all your wisdom and all your knowledge right now, if you could maybe go back to a younger you, maybe in your teens or maybe whenever you feel that you're uncertain or you were lost, as you said earlier in the show, and whisper something in her ears. What would you say? <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Yeah. I, I was very anxious and tense as a child. Okay. And people told me to chill out, but that just made me more anxious. But if I would have just chilled out, taken deep breaths instead of trying to control everything, but to sit back and allow others or the universe to let things happen for me and me have faith and trust then it, my life would have been a lot easier. So yeah, it would definitely be to chill out and relax some more. So if you're committed to not only enhancing your mental health, but also your physical well-being too, then you need to check out our new sponsors, Health Excel, providing you the best superfood blends on the market in their non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, 
and of course organic formulas, they bring you superfoods like no others you have seen on the market. They also don't just stop there as they provide you free consistent information to educate and empower you on your overall health and well-being journey. So don't just stop at the end of a Find Your Voice episode. Get yourself some XR blends and put the odds in your flavour. Once it goes live, there will also be a unique discount for anyone who comes from the Find Your Voice podcast as you guys are now part of my family and I only want to see you thrive even more. So check out the links in the description below and get notified as soon as they go live. Back to the episode. I love that. And then finally, sadly, we are on the last question. And the last question is about legacy. So if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And this book, it's about you. It's about your life. It's about all of the weird and wonderful things that you've achieved and all of the amazing hearts that you've touched as well. Firstly, what I want to know is what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? Um, I think the title would be Empower Yourself. And the book would be about teaching others the, of the power they have within with their thoughts, their mind, their soul, and what they can accomplish on their own, the strength that they have and the power that they have, but to trust themselves, to know that it's there and to be able to follow through so they can have whatever they would love, including peace in their life. I love that. And just, just a random question just come into my head now, slightly linked to that one. What would you like to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as a great mom and a fun speaker that's entertaining, but that people can walk away with and say, okay, I learned something today. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd I'd love to see your work, actually, if, if you do speaking and stuff. Are you on like YouTube or anything? Do you have a podcast yourself? I, I do Facebook lives every day with just little okay. tidbits. And then those do get transferred to uh, YouTube, my Dr. Laura Cole YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So I want to take all that information from you in my next question. But just before we jump into what we can put in the show notes for listeners to get to know you and follow your work. Is there any questions today you wish I had asked you or any sort of final messages you want to leave with the audience? Um, no, I just let things flow. So I feel like everything that was supposed to be said was said, just trust yourself, follow your intuition, intuition, really believe that the answers are there and that they are coming. You're just not realizing it yet, yet, because you can train yourself to, to recognize them. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. And Laura, what is the best way people can get in touch with you? Please let us know all of your social media platforms and maybe where people can get Words of wisdom from your Facebook lives every day as well. Okay. So my Facebook is Dr. Laura Cole. Instagram, Dr. Laura Cole. And it's with a DR. D-R-L-A-U-R-A-C-O-L-E. And then my website, drlauracole.com. And if, uh, oh, and I have the book, New Thoughts Create a New Life, that I just published several months ago. And you can get that at Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all online. But um, that ebook that I was telling you about, it's right at the top of my homepage, drlauracole.com, and it's free, and it has it includes uh, journal entries, a workbook, and all of that that, sh- that you can do with that and, um, and just learn more about how to get this abundance flowing into your life. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And definitely, I definitely urge the listeners as well to check out that ebook as well. Obviously, that's free, but then do support Laura in a book as well because I'm sure anything that you write or say is fascinating. I found this conversation really fascinating today. So what I will do is make everyone's life easy and put all the links in the show notes. So please do check the show notes out as well 
to grab a copy of that and obviously connect with yourself. So hopefully you don't mind a few DMs and stuff from, from some of the listeners because I'm sure they'll be picking your brains because everything you're saying, having been through it at such a, such an early age in my own life, it works. So I strongly urge people just to be a bit optimistic to what we've had a conversation with about today because um, it's working for me. It's definitely working for Laura. She's shining. I'm able to see her while we're in this conversation and she's brought a smile on my face and cheered my day up as well. So once again, I just want to thank you, Dr. Laura Cole from the other side of the world for taking time out of your day to be part of the Find Your Voice family and sharing your wisdom. And I want to thank everyone else at home. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It was wonderful. And you have the best accent ever. And if anybody tells you no, then uh, uh, uh. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.